Yo, Jay, drop a 1980s beatbox for me. (laughs) 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 What is that? There you go. Come on, give me some. Give me some like Run DMC. You got something like that? Uh, Run DMC? Like a Run DMC beat. Man. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, how about just beat some beat some on your desk? Can you do that? There we go. Black Black History. Oh, keep it no, going. No. Keep going. Keep going. Black Black History. Black Black History. Black Black History. Black, black history. Black, black history. If the black, if the ancestors could look at this now, they black would snatch history. you up from black clouds. History. Man, I'm telling you, man, today no. is all about, well, mostly about black history. Uh, yeah, as Black History Month winds, month winds down, uh, on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast, we'll be talking about when you, somebody out there, first learned about black history not just a month i mean like actual african or black history whether you be caucasian african-american african english african english (laughs) chinese whatever it is we're talking about that and more on today's episode of the hashtag blackout podcast and i'll tell you where that song came from that i just said Black History. Black History. Black History. Black History. Black History. Black History. To episode 150. Cien uh, I I don't know. 150 of the hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jay. What's up? And we are back and at it again. Oh man. Um yeah, Jay. <laughs> How how's your past couple couple few weeks been? It's been a couple weeks since we actually had a chance to record. <clears throat> That's right. Uh it's been busy. Yeah. Extremely busy. I don't. That's why I'm like falling asleep right now because I have like no time to just relax. It's like go to work, come back home, either cook or assist the kids with the the homework. I get up at four in the morning and go try and get these workouts in. And man, it's no time. No, not a lot of time in the day. But ah, got to deal with it. You know. Deal with it. Yeah, understand. So understand. good. How about you? How, how was your last couple of weeks of wow. absolutely nothing? Wow. Well, uh, my last couple of weeks have been sort of a sort of a whirlwind. I, uh, you know, fortunate enough, uh, one of my family members, um, one of our family members, uh, got us a trip for as a Christmas present. Um, Sweet. You know, not uh, two Christmases ago, uh, and uh, the family went to Mexico. We went to Cancun for a few days. I'd never been there before, so oh wow. Uh, It was perfect. I mean, if you live in the north, 
um, you know, you get it. Right now, it's cold. Uh, you know, yeah. every day is in the 30s or below. Um, you know, it's snowing nope. in a lot of places. It's funky out there in these streets. So to be able to go to, to Mexico, um, you know, down on that Caribbean coast, water's nice and blue. The weather's in the 80s every day. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, check out some sun for a few days. It was, it was, it was really nice. And my kids, who are mixed, it was funny because like a couple days in. It looked like they were my color, like they my shade. <laughs> they they had gotten the tan from being out. Yeah. So it was it was a nice time to get away, um, you know, just get away from the cold up here for a few days. Met a lot of people from Canada. That was interesting. A lot of people, nice. like most of the people from Canada I met were from Alberta. So I don't know if Alberta, Canada had like some kind of holiday going on, or people mm-hmm. just you know want to get away if that's just their time of year have a winter break whatever it is but yeah man several people from canada uh i used the spanish that i learned in high school as well as slightly a little bit in college and then also the spanish that i learned from working in restaurants for years uh to communicate while i was there with the canadians oh no 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 (laughs) with the the people of mexico (laughs) yeah no no i got it's funny uh i also you know so when you're you know, when you're in a place like that, a foreign land, especially a tourist area, um, we went to this mall that was supposed to be like the nice mall, it was an outdoor mall. They had some some Gucci stores and, and stuff like that, um, along with, you know, all the regular stores. And, and so, you know, we're walking around and there's several people trying to get us to go and do excursions, like go on this, this catamaran tour or go on like a nature hike or go zip lining through the through the jungle like all this crazy stuff so you know we're turning all these people down so one dude i'm, I'm wearing my my tcu hat because i'm rep- representing my frogs and one dude sees my hat he's like tcu you from texas homie <laughs> i was like hold on you know because we were in mexico i was expecting like somebody trying to speak to me in a different language or at least with like a with a deep accent and i was like yeah man h-town he's like oh really I'm from Houston too, man. I was like, oh, where from? He's like, Mo City, Southwest Side. It's like, how about you? And I was like, uh, Pasadena slash, you know, Pasadena slash Clear Lake. Oh, he's like, Stinky Dina. Yeah, I know where you're from, man. I know where you're from. It's Stinky over there, Stinky Dina. I was like, I don't even want to talk to you no more, dog. And I'm not even from Pasadena, but that's the school I went to, district I went to uh, school in. So that's what I always sort of say. So, it was random, but he's like, yeah, man, I've been down here from Houston for a while. And then he was like trying to give me some coupon to go in this gift shop. He's like, come holler at me after you use that coupon in the gift shop. I give you, I give you, uh, you know, I give you a good deal on a, on a tour out here. It was like our last day, our next last day. So we, we weren't trying to go do no tours, but I was like, nah, bro, I'm not trying to get caught out here in the middle of nowhere. But I'll tell you what, you know, I was, I had a little bit of skepticism. You know, obviously going to a foreign land, going to, you know, Mexico where there's always reports of stuff happening. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, and, and thankfully on our resort, it was, you know, pretty safe. Off the resort, when you went, if, when you go on an excursion that the hotel, that you like book through the hotel with all of their connections, you're safe. Right. If you decide to go out on your own and try to do your own thing, who knows what's going to happen, man. Um, yeah, but as long sketchy. as you're in a, yeah, as long as you're in a tourist area, you, you should be fine. But a lot of people spoke English 
if not fluently, they spoke it well enough to communicate. Um, so when my when my Spanish was bad, their English was good, I guess. So it was a good time. Good. Whatever. It was a good time. Thank you, Mexico, for showing us a good time. But back to reality and the cold of Utah. So, wow. Uh, yeah, man. That's enough for that. Fun. Yes, so, indeed. Here we go. Um, so this week, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, we are going to talk about the intersectionality of black history, African-American history, and when you learned it, when we learned it. But before we do that, we have some voicemails. So, Jay... Why don't you tell the people uh, where they can, uh, uh, how they can leave us a voicemail. It's been a while. Uh, Hey, let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head. 385-3-B-L-A-K-P-C or 385-325-2572. That should be right. If not, you'll be calling somebody else. That is correct. correct. And and before before we get into that, before we get into these voicemails, it's sort of funny looking at a couple of these posts that we had on our Instagram page since our last episode um, you know we have the KFC Crocs uh, you know with piece of fried mm-hmm. chicken on top so that's, that's yes, a real, it's a real thing was like 60 bucks wow yeah something like that yeah that's crazy did you did you for Valentine's Day did did y'all do anything fun or special you just hung out at the house nope just at the house yeah got kids that's the reality of it yeah yeah did you did you go did you go on february 15th and get some reasons no no i didn't go no i don't need that i didn't need it if i was in town i probably would have gone to get get a couple of i mean i I thought about it i thought about it but yeah you talking about your kid having cavities i know i would have came out with a few so yeah i left them right where they need to be yeah at Walmart. Yeah. All good. All good. And then, and then I see that uh, we have a uh, some daily affirmations. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the Book of Juvenile, which uh, I've never heard of that book in the Bible, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. It's one of those books that got cut. Oh man! Oh man! You a you a paper chaser? You got your block on fire. You remain in a G until the moment you expire. You know what it is. You make nothing out of something. You handle your biz, and don't be crying and suffering. There you go. Yep. Just repeat those, right? <laughs> repeat those Just every repeat. day. <laughs> every day. Oh man, oh, you tripping, man? So funny. All right, cool. So here we go. Uh, we got several voicemails here. It's been a minute, so yeah. So first one up. In three, two. What's up, hashtag Blackout Podcast? This is Mrs. Diva 99 coming to y'all live and direct at 14 a.m. in the morning. Ooh. It's 32 degrees, and um, I'm driving, I'm doing lifts, and I don't see any prostitutes out. That's a good thing. <laughs> and stay in the house and stay warm, damn it. But, um, hey, y'all, is it me? Has this year been starting off kind of crazy? It just, mm-hmm. has, it been, has it been smooth and calm to you guys, or has it really, has your year started off just, just funky? I mean, it's just a lot of things I'm looking at, and um, I've been dealing with a lot, you know, as far as my dad with Parkinson's and dementia and nursing mm-hmm. homes and 
nursing home neglect and lawyers and death friends and him. I mean, y'all just crazy. Die. But he's okay now. We, we, we got him, getting him situated. So, um, man, it, it just really, it's been a funky year of COVID death and other deaths, not just his, but other passing too. And the weather been funky and Yes, definitely. Uh, I think she's right. It has started off kind of funky for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, uh, not just us, but <laughs> all the, the untimely demises of people, lots of different people. Yeah. You know, only what, two months in? Not even a full two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so. crazy. And, and, um, yeah, man, it's 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 been it's been a little wild, definitely been a little wild. Some unexpected stuff, obviously, but you know, mm-hmm. is what it is. But hey, I'm I'm glad that you didn't see any prostitutes out. And have yeah. you, I, I want to know, Kayla, have you ever lifted a prostitute, like, or Ubered for a prostitute? I mean, I yeah, I, I, and I, I just you know I just want to know the stories because wasn't there a wasn't there a show back in the day where like. Or was was there a show where people would hop in a cab and they would do like taxi would, cab confessions? There you go, taxi cab confessions. There you go. I want to know. I want to know. I mean, because yeah. it would be essentially the same thing. It'd be like lift confessions. These are my confessions. You know, that would be actually be a pretty good gig, uh, Kayla. Mm-hmm. You know, get yourself a little camera. Get yourself a pre-made like a little contract. Yeah, a little India uh, or not India, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Make sure you go through your your lift uh, contract. Make sure there's no like clauses in there that could that could stop you from making some money. You could do a whole little YouTube series. Yes. Make you some cash. Lift confessions. Mm. That lift. would be pretty dope. What is there an L word for story? Lift liaison? No. I don't know. Uh-huh. Lift. What? We'll come back to. It. We'll figure it out. Yeah lift something anyway all right cool thanks for that voicemail and here's another so looks like uh this was uh later on <laughs> later on that day hey y'all it's me memphis d well you know i'm just up this morning got a lot on my mind you know i've been dealing with my dad and stuff and, and cussing folks out and you know just pertaining to him you know i'm his power of attorney so oh yeah i'm his voice but um
Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. That was four. That was four twenty-three in the morning. So it was only five minutes after she had just called us before uh, that she ran into somebody with the bad attitude. So I think I think it's never too early or never too late to have a good attitude. That's what I say. Yep. Don't be that That's dude right. or do that. Here we go. Val- Here's her Valentine's Day uh, voice uh, voicemail. Three minutes later after that. And Valentine's Day is coming up. And, um, what do you mean? Yeah, it's nice to have somebody that you care about and like and stuff and love. You know, it's nice to be thought of on that day. But, uh, do you really know the backstory of Valentine's Day? Do you really know the history? Google it. Google how Valentine's Day became Valentine's Day. And it's going to trip you out. It's uh, kind of crazy. You know, think about it. Giving somebody a heart, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Just when I found out about it, I was like, whoa. But, I mean, anyway, man-made holiday. But um, it's really nice to um, have somebody give somebody something. But do it all the times. I mean, you ain't just got to go out your way for me. Uh, just give me some chicken wings and a uh, daiquiri. Easy. And we good. Mm-hmm. I'll pay a bill. <laughs> Especially with white bill. Ugh. Okay, then. This uh, is Mrs. Steven 99. I'm here to the airport. What y'all think about Valentine's Day? Is it over-commercialized? I mean, what y'all think? Okay. Wow. Bye. There you go. Sounds like she's an easy Valentine. Well, what, what do you think about Valentine's yeah. Day? Like in general, I think it's, I think it's a bunch of BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just another bunch of BS. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, obviously, when you're like in grade school, they got like little oh, let's exchange hearts, let's exchange candy. You see all these commercials catered towards women, Zells and oh man, every kiss begins all with K. The, every kiss begins with K. You know, all this BS, man. I. I've heard so many stories about people getting dumped right before Valentine's Day. Come on, now. how special is Valentine's Day? I thought yeah. it was supposed to be for love. Yeah. But it's just BS. Just a bunch of BS. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously when I was younger and when I was dating and, uh, you know, it, it was like a thing, you know, to, to do all that silly stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like I guess like the first... You know, and I date my wife, and then, you know, even like our first, one, you know, two, three Valentine's Days, you know, whatever. But I think after the first one, we really didn't go out and do anything. We actually just stayed in just because we're like, we don't want to mm-hmm. be a part of that foolish, foolish, foolishness. Yep. Since both of us working in the restaurant industry, we know how crazy it gets on those days. So, yeah, so, um, you know, we, we just sort of were like, whatever. But so, yeah, now, though. Now, you know, we we don't really do much. I mean, we might do stuff for our kids, you know. Like get them a little treat or something like that, but we don't that's that's about it. So here yeah. we go. So so she talked about the the history of Valentine's Day. So really quickly here from the Encyclopedia Botanica. Valentine's Day, also called Saint Valentine's Day, holiday from February twenty fourth uh February fifteenth, fourteenth. Dang, sorry. When lovers express their affection with greetings and gifts. The holiday has origins in the Roman festival of 
the Lupercalia held in mid-February. The festival, Mm -hmm. which celebrates the coming of spring, included fertility rites and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. Damn. At the end of the 5th century, Pope Gelasius I replaced Lupercalia with St. Valentine's Day, and it came to be celebrated as a day of romance from about the 14th century. Uh, Let's see here. What does it say here? Uh, Formal messages of Valentine's appeared in the 1500s, and by late 1700s, commercially printed cards were used. Uh, the first commercial Valentines in, in the U.S. Excuse me, were printed in the mid 1800s, and they they commonly commit, uh, depict Cupid, a Roman god of love, uh, along with hearts traditionally set as uh, traditionally the seat of emotion, because it was thought that the avian mating season began in mid February, so birds became also became the symbol of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So that is really interesting. And then it says, let's see here, what does it say? Um, da, 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 the day is popular in U.S., Britain, Canada, Australia, and it's also celebrated in other countries like Argentina, France, Mexico, and South Korea. Uh, but in the Philippines, it's most is the most common wedding anniversary, and mass weddings of hundreds of couples are not uncommon in the Philippines on that date. Holiday has expanded the expression of affection among relatives and friends. And school children ex- children ex- exchange gifts, but one part I left out was, although there were several Christian martyrs of named Valentine, the day may have taken its name from a priest who was martyred in about 270 CE by the Emperor Claudius Gothicus. So, according to legend, the pri- the priest signed a letter from your Valentine to his jailer's daughter whom he had befriended and by some accounts healed from blindness. I'm sure he did heal her from blindness. Other accounts hold that it was St. Valentine of Terni for whom the holiday was named. Though it's possible the two saints were actually one person. Another common legend states that St. Valentine defied the emperor's orders and secretly married couples to spare the husbands from war. It is for this reason that his feast day is associated with love. So there you go. There's there's the story. Unless there's some deeper, darker story about giving someone's actual heart to someone else. Mm. I think that's fairly tame. Except for the whole priest uh, befriending the daughter of his jailer. Who knows how old that girl was. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Next up. Three, two, one. Hey, Jared and Jay. It's Gappy, uh, or as what everybody knows me as, is Gappy. Um, <clears throat> so listening to y'all's last show, um, y'all were um, the guy from the East. I can't remember his name. Oh, sorry. Um, he was talking about his um, favorite. She's talking about J. Del Negro from the Don't Judge Me podcast. There we go. Right, I guess, outfit and then you and um, Jay were talking about y'all's. Um, and so for me, for us, we had to wear uniforms in high school. And um, so one thing that I thought, well, for me anyway, was like one of the best little outfits where I thought I was cute all the time. Um, I had like this khaki skirt and wearing a khaki skirt with a white polo shirt um, was, well, I, I, was, I, I was cute. 
and then I had like mm-hmm. white socks. Remember how people used to wear their socks and they'd like, you know, pull them up straight like along their calves. So I guess mine came to like mid calf and then um, I have like white shell toe um, Adidas. And so nice. wearing that, any day I wore that, I knew I was going to be just, just it for the day. So that's my favorite outfit um, growing up. I know it sounds absolutely horrible, especially because it was uniform, but it is what it is, you know. Yo, thank That's you, cool. Jasmine or Gappy, my that sister. Cool. So you people out there fantasize about my sister, y'all need to stop that. Unless you're a really <laughs> nice young man and you want to provide her a, a nice life, and then you need to give, let me know, and then I'll hook y'all up. Anyway, I, it's it's funny because when she called and she started talking about her her high school outfits, like what her favorite outfit would be, I pictured that same outfit that she wore. I knew what she was gonna say. I knew it. Oh boy! Even though, even though I was in college that time, I know that anytime I came back and saw them, um, anytime, uh, you know, anytime I was home during that time frame, I knew that was that was her go-to. It was that white polo shirt, the khaki skirt, um, you know, the shell toes and and the white socks. So, that's so funny, man. That's cool. That's so funny. Did you, you didn't ever have to wear a uniform in school? Did you? Any of your school? Uh, let's see, kindergarten through third and seventh or ninth, because I was just bounced okay. around from school to school. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I never had to wear them. I remember them threatening them, but it didn't come into effect until after I was in school. So, yeah. Here we go. Next up, three, two, one. tell you what what google translated that to at the end she said my driveway is again in certain parts of memphis memphis interesting so i'm my little butthole i'll call you back in what yeah thank you google yeah my (laughs) My little butthole butthole. and earlier in the call they said uh hashtag blackout month before france is everything from senegal my diet cherry and strawberry uh google translate i love you Mm -hmm. let me count the ways all right, here we go. Wow. Three, two, uh-huh. one. Next call. Wow, wow. Y'all, this Memphis Diva 99.com. <laughs> Damn, I put the whole dot .com on there. But anyway, that is me. Look, Janet DuPont passed away from good times. Please play like it we got him. Good times. 
Snipes Netflix movies. Um, I know Dola. He was in Dolomite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Recall. Not Brooklyn's a, Finest. Not a starring role, but yeah. Tu Wong Fu. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, he, that's that's one of his Netflix films. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's on Netflix. It, Netflix wasn't around when that came out, but yeah. Well, that's that's one. Of, I'm I'm just saying that's one of the movies that oh. he's in. That's okay, also okay, on Netflix. But let's see here. Wow, yeah, he has quite a few. He has, what, this is 6, 12, 18, 24, at least 24 movies that he's in that are playing on Netflix, including Jungle Fever. Nice. That's Major good. League. That's good. Leslie's a good actor. The Art of War. Blade 2. Blade and why That's silly. Yeah. Why they just didn't put one, two, and three Trinity up there? <laughs> well, wait, actually, there's Blade, uh, Blade Two, and Blade Trinity, the Demolition Man. Let me see where Blade One is. Blade One, not on here. Hmm. But Sugar Hill is though. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Last voicemail for the day. Hey y'all, it's me. This <laughs> is So. What did you do with your last two dollars? Your last two dollars. That's a song by Johnny Taylor. I think I don't know. It's a blue song, but I'm down to my last two dollars. Mm. And I'm home. So I think I'm going to go to the chicken plate and buy me two drumsticks. And boy, we're going to have a good time with them drumsticks. And I got some biscuits at home. Yep, last $2. What would you do? What's your last mm. $2? I'm just saying. You know, while. if you pay your hands the next day, you're down to your last $2. Dang. Are you down to your last? What would you do? What you going to buy? Part of me, like, go and buy you a big old slurp and whoop and dog in and go home and <laughs> break out some ground beef to make you a burger. But I don't want to cook. What would you do with your last two dollars, man? Uh, hold on to it. Last two bucks. Hold on to it. I mean, it's just real talk. Uh, I know she said she had some ground beef at home, but she wasn't. She didn't feel like cooking. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I hold on to it. But if you didn't have nothing at home, I don't know, man. Them dollar menus gotta hit them up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. probably I don't know. Uh, give me a double stack from Wendy's and that's it. Call it a day. Yeah. Well, that's a Get a cup for water. 
cup for some water. Yep, so double stack and a cup for water. Don't know what I do with the change. Double stack. Wow. Oh man. <clears throat> if if I'm down to my last two dollars and and payday is like within the next couple of days. Wow. Um I would what I what I've done before, you know, what I've done in the past is go to the uh you know, like McDonald's that has like a dollar menu, or Burger King if they have a dollar menu, or Wendy's, or, or whoever it is. Snap up two burgers. Eat one today, one tomorrow. And I'm good. How you gonna yeah. pay for the tax? Uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I go to a place that has those 89 cent cheeseburgers. <laughs> that, that was the case. I would have got me two double stacks. Is that like rallies or something like that? Checkers? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I or I would just hold on to that last two dollars. You know, eat the random stuff that's in my that's in my refrigerator. Um, and make them biscuits and hold out. The biscuits yeah. go a long way. They That's true. Go a long That's way. true. They go a long way. Yeah, just hold out, you know, for a couple of days and be good. Um, you know, that would be good. I, I've also known people who are on their last couple bucks a month uh, till payday go to a place like, you know, like y'all have Papacitos down there, or you know, another place where they give you free chips and salsa, and just like go to the bar, buy a soda, <laughs> just sit there and smash a bunch of free chips and salsa for hours. And that's their, that's their like that's early dinner and dinner. But hey, man, it's free. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And Coke, Cokes normally at some of those places, sodas don't cost anything. They just give you a soda. So, you know, you slide them like a nickel. And, you, know, you, slide, you slide them more than that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? You can get away with that. So, anyway, dope. thank you both, ladies, both for the voicemails. People, please give us voicemails. Let us know. Your thoughts. Let us know your uh, your favorite, um, you know, outfit from back in the day. What made you look the hottest to the girls or the guys or whoever? And uh, yeah, tell us about your stories uh, that you would tell your Lyft driver if you had enough time to confess some mm-hmm. things. So, Legends of the Lyft. Legends of the Lyft. Ooh, I like it. Memphis Diva. Then sounds like real dirty. Yeah. And the Legends of Lyft. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, cool. So now, um, we're gonna talk about this intersectionality. So, so uh, you know, we we couple couple episodes ago or last episode last well, I don't know a couple episodes ago, we started this intersectionality thing, trying to bring two different things together or two things together that may have some kind of uh, you know some kind of intersection. And this time, we came up with. You know, it's Black History Month. There's a lot of kids that are learning things this month that they won't learn any other month of the year, unless unless um, an outside yeah. source teaches. Unfortunately, right? unfortunately, yeah. And it's still going on to this day, uh, even though this is the month that we are celebrated, right? The, the, you should learn about this stuff all year long, just like you learn about Abraham yeah. Lincoln and George Washington and all these other fools. So. Yeah, so black history intersecting with grade school or intersecting with childhood. 
you know. So Jay, uh, before we read some of these Instagram comments, um, mm. do you remember? Do you remember uh, about the time that you first were introduced to Black History or, or your heritage at all? Yeah, I was probably like five or six. Uh, kindergarten through, let's see, kindergarten through third grade, I went to a predominantly black school. And uh, I mean, it was black Catholic school. So obviously we got the the little, what do you call it, little assembly or whatever the hell it is that you do in church. Sing the song, the little, you know, uh, neat uh, <laughs> The, you gonna say the Negro spiritual? <laughs> no, I was gonna say the Negro national anthem. <laughs> but, Lift every voice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. But I, I didn't, I didn't want to say Negro national anthem. That just sounds, uh, that just sounds funny. I but, mean, yeah, dang uh, near the Black um, National Anthem. Though. It really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had to sing that, and of course, we learned about you. You know, your regular stuff, your Martin Luther Kings and Harriet Tubman's and, you know, just the same, same old, same old that you pretty much learned throughout that. And of course, my dad, he taught and he studied and the whole thing about African-American uh, history. So it was always in the house. Um, grandparents mm-hmm. was always there to, to talk to or kind of educate us about some things. So. Yeah, it was always there. So as young as like five, yeah, five, six years old. Nice. But nice. obviously, wow. stuff, things change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we could get into that later. So, what about you? Yeah. Wow. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I think. I think the the amazing part. You know, the the very. You know, amazing part uh, about me and about you is, um, you know, our parents all grew up in the civil rights era. So, and, and in the South, you know, which we we mentioned this numerous times on the show. So, they have a a different perspective, you know, than most other people, most other black people in the country because they they lived some of the most important times in in America's history on a daily basis, uh, and they grew up in the South where you know, there's a lot of racism still. Uh, you know, there was a lot of racism still at, at that point. You know, which was, you know, over 100 years or whatever since, or 100 years or whatever since slavery had been abolished. Um, decades, I can't remember how long it been. How long it been. Uh, but you know, so I started hearing about our history at a young age. Um, you know, probably before grade school, maybe three, four, five, six. I don't know. You know, somewhere in that range, um, but really taking it in, you know, I, I was, you know, between that five and ten range. That's when I really started to remember people's names, you know, like Martin Luther King, mm. Soldier Truth, or Harriet Tubman, etc. So, um, yeah, man, but, but you know, every, not all, not only did, you know, my parents sort of give it to me, I, like you said, grandparents and other aunts and uncles, um, uh, church, you know, we'd always... I always had, uh, you know, some some black heritage stuff going on there, uh, and then um, and then school, uh, you know. But but the school thing was was definitely more of oh, it's February, let's talk about this, yeah. Um, you know, rather than rather than it being uh, uh, you know a, a yearly thing. 
because you know because blacks <laughs> and and African Americans or Africans or whatever have permeated history in 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 many different continents in many different ways mm-hmm. good and good and bad just like every culture that's ever existed right um uh, but most of the time you know what what we all have heard was you know just like these heroic stories of of uh you know like the underground railroad which you know obviously was a truly amazing uh you know story with harriet tubman uh, uh and and you know martin luther king's story and and uh you know and it and it was funny because i think it, it almost sounded like when i was a kid and, and and we don't have to truly get into this but it almost sounded like when i was a kid you know some of the his the, the figures in black history you know either well into the past or you know the the or in the civil rights era were you know heroes and some of them were were almost demonized like malcolm x there were you know there was a lot of a lot that i a lot that i learned when i was a kid that he wasn't good and i'm just like you know now growing up and and learning more and more about it i was like now hold on a second <laughs> they stood they stood for a lot of great things you know what i'm saying so so mm-hmm. and, and you know vice versa about other ones so you know it, it's crazy but yeah that that's that's true when I remember it, and and uh, you know, thankfully here in the states, they they celebrate that. If if only for a month, at least they celebrate it. At least they call some focus to it. But we got we got some responses on Instagram, okay. um, you know, from several people. Thank you all out there who told us, you know, when they first uh, learned about Black history. So so, do you want to read some of those? Sure, let me see if I can find it. Alright, alright, alright. Let's see. Alright, so Q the Great responded with uh, about four as early as I can remember. So I guess about four years old is the earliest he could remember. My first intro was at church and from my grandparents. Uh, J. Del Negro says i really can't say because i don't remember but probably as young as five hell by six i knew all the words to the first and second verse and lift every voice and <laughs> so i'm sure it was around the first grade when i first learned about black history and even saying that it feels kind of late even saying that it feels kind of late whatever man pot says my dad my mom always kind of mixed it as I was growing up, but the first time my mom brought it or bought me a book on Black history, I was six or seven, and we got it from the Black Book Fair that they held in Herman Park in Houston during the Juneteenth. During during Juneteenth, Man. I think. Uh, let's see. I think I still have the book packed with my stuff at my mom's house. My parents and grandparents on both sides always made sure we had knowledge of our family history and our people's history. Side note: I got my first leather. Africa necklace mm. at the uh, reggae fest in Houston in like 88. We lived a couple blocks from where it was held. That shit was fun. Uh, wow. Let's see. Let's see. That says E and Friends Pod since I saw my mama. Okay. <laughs> Outspoken Diva says I know by age five but probably earlier the church I went to then sang Lift Every Voice and Sing. 
And then Who Am I? Black Facts every week. My relatives watch Shaka Zulu and Eyes on the Prize every year on PBS. Millery School K-6 showed us roots every day in the library during February. Oh, and of course, there were the big programs and reports we did. Uh, let's now, see. I, I responded to her. I responded to her because when when I... Sorry, when, sorry for interrupting. When I oh, was... My elementary school was, like I said before, uh, you know, was in a in a district that didn't celebrate Black History Month at all. We didn't even get Dr. Martin Luther King birthday off. I mean, they, they celebrated, but they didn't. Right? We didn't get we didn't mm-hmm. get MLK Day off until I was in high school. Sometimes, sometime, and people decided that they were gonna they were gonna skip that day. Everybody was just gonna skip. So we were like, nah, we we gonna skip if, if you don't, you know, because. Everybody else we know, all of our other family that lives in there, all the rest of Houston is off. So they finally got the message and like incorporated and made it a day. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I grew up in a school, even though I grew up in a school that was, I would say, a melting pot of cultures, a lot of different cultures. It the by who it was run by though was was still a white, uh, a white based you know superintendent and district that really didn't care for that. So. They would they would have said I grew up in a white school if that makes any sense. So I that's when I replied to her. You know, did you grow up in a black neighborhood in your school because they showed roots in the library every day of February. You know, every time you went to the library in February. So so mm-hmm. you can you can read her responses. She has a couple responses there. Right. Um, so she said, yeah, I did. The church was all black. Beauty and barbershops was all black. Elementary school teachers were diverse. I didn't have a black teacher until third grade. But the non-black ones had the same ex- expectations as the black ones. Um, not until middle school that I experienced being a minority outside of shopping and entertainment activities outside the hood. Oh, wow. So that that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, she said, I was in elementary school in the 80s. I bet our teachers had a time trying to help us understand the reading rainbow man getting, getting beat. Um, I laugh now, but I remember the freakouts. They don't show that now. Dang. Yeah, that's yep. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw that now. Mm-mm. They got a newer version of Roots. Did you ever watch that? I did. I watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't. Watch it. Mm. Not as not as a like not Yeah, not as graphic as the OG version, but you know, I'm, I'm assuming they have to water it down for for today's uh, people. You know, yeah, people get too offended by things nowadays on TV. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's see. Last one, Wulong Talks. Uh, I was lucky enough to have parents who were very well versed in African history, so they taught me a lot from a young age. I was also encouraged to read a lot about our history as well, so I did that too. This all started happening from about the age of six. That's yeah. Yeah, and side note, uh, I guess the uh, UK's Black History Month is in October. Yep. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. That's what's dope. Yeah, Wulong Talks there. Uh, shout out to those guys and congrats to one of the brothers because he just had a baby not long ago. Um, but yeah, um, uh, they are in the UK, the United Kingdom. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Black History or African American, African History, sorry, African 
Oh, do they call them African English? I don't know what they call them. African British history, uh, I'm sure, is you know a lot different that they learn there yeah. uh, compared to what we learn here. So oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like you said, man, uh, Great Britain, um, the Netherlands, and Ireland all have their Black History Month observed in October. U.S. and Canada right here in February so mm-hmm. uh, among other things Germany is also also observes that I can't remember what month they do but um, yeah man so so really uh, you know if you didn't know um, if y'all didn't know out there in 1926 that's when our current quote-unquote Black History Month was created uh, uh, by historian Carter G Wilson if you don't know go and read about him but he, uh, he was a part of the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. Um, and they initially announced Negro History Week was the second week of February. Because it was chosen, because it coincided with the birthday of Abraham Lincoln on February 12th and Frederick Douglass on February 14th. Both of which dates black communities um, had celebrated together since the 19th century. Now... You know, Negro Negro History Week was the center of the equation. The thought process behind the week was never recorded, but scholars acknowledge two reasons for its birth. First, recognition and importance. Woodson felt deeply that at least one week should allow for the general movement to become something annually celebrated. Uh, you know, the African the African the African history movement, if you will, or the Negro history movement. Also, after the 10-year-long haul to successfully complete its journal to Negro history, he realized uh, the subject deserved to resonate with the greater audience. So so he, you know, uh, uh, Carter G. Wilson, way back in the day, you know, was somebody who was a historian. He was somebody who had a deep-seated belief, um, you know, in the fact that, you know, all people should know about Negro history because a lot of our country was built on the backs, you know, of, of slaves, um, and slaves brought from Africa. Um, wow. The, the cool thing about him was, you know, it was, it was a part of the 1920s. So we had Langston Hughes, you know, Georgia Douglas Johnson, you know, who were all writers, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They talked about, they talked about like the joy and sorrow of being, of being black. I loved a lot of Langston Hughes poems, uh, and musicians like Louis Armstrong, Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Jimmy Lunsford. You know, they were they were playing music that resonated with with our culture, and eventually became music that was stolen by, you know, the the dominant culture uh, at the time. Um, you know, and, and they turned it into something totally different, um, than it was, but, but yeah, they, they were doing things and, and, um, you know, they're really like providing, providing sort of a celebration of the African, African experience, African American experience. So, right. so yeah, so it, it was, it was pretty dope. Um, and, uh, and, and another thing that was really Really, one of Woodson's goals was to prove to white America that blacks had played an important role in the creation of America and thereby deserved to be treated as equal citizens because they still weren't being treated equal, even though they were, you know, even though they weren't slaves anymore. 
Um, and Black History Month became a thing. The month month became a thing in 1976. So 50 years later, it finally mm-hmm. turned into the month. So, so it's 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 a pretty pretty amazing you know pretty amazing thing. Now I got a question for you. When you were when you were a kid, um, yep. You know, you learned about this stuff, Black History Month. Did you just did you just learn about like in school? Did you just learn about like George Washington Carver and Frederick Douglass and, and stuff like that? Yeah, it was just the the usual suspects, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say usual suspects when we're dealing with black people, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, it was Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass, uh, a little sprinkle of Eli Whitney here, some little bit of civil rights movement here, Harriet Tubman, just the the bigger kind of like those bigger names forefront of in in a uh, African American history. Um, Rosa Parks, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't until, gosh, uh, I got to high school that I started taking like African-American studies in in high school. And then I started learning a little bit more. And then, of course, college was a completely different experience. Um, That that's a whoof. It's a it's a long story in there, so I, I'll stop right there. Maybe we'll, do, we'll touch on it a little bit later. But you go ahead. Is it the same? Was it the same for you? Man, yeah. I mean, it really was. Um, and and you know, it was MLK. It was Harriet Tubman, the Underground Railroad. It was you know Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass. You know, it was it was the same old people. Um, uh, and then they even did like here's some modern blacks in history michael jackson mm-hmm. prince you know nah, we ain't like, get that like like you know sports figures you know uh hank aaron you know people like that they they didn't really they, they you know they'd say stuff like that they didn't yeah. say stuff like you know they didn't say stuff like jackie robinson was one of the most important sports figures of all time yeah because he broke the color barrier they didn't tell us that yeah. stuff that stuff which i mean we I got that when i was older so yeah, we got that one. We just didn't get yeah. like Prince or Michael Jackson's or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you know, that, that's the only thing our teachers knew. You know, they they knew those pop people, um, but but uh, or you know they knew sports figures. But you know, it's it's it, it was it's one of those things. But that is why it was so great to have parents who who uh, you know expressed uh, or who who passed that knowledge along. The other thing was I didn't tell you this earlier, but the song that I the cor- the chorus of the song that I sang earlier was a tape. It was a tape that that I that my mom and dad had. We played it in the road going like from home to church, from home to the store. We played it on on trips like to your house in Louisiana. We played in the car, and on one side it was Run DMC, the other side it was Curtis Blow, and the Run DMC side uh, the song was called Black History. Uh, and they went through and it was it was one of the dopest songs because it just went through and told you this black person invented the invented the stoplight. This black person was the first person to do open heart surgery. This black person did this, that and the other thing, uh, you know. And so so it it gave us a lot of the people that we knew. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it gave us a ton of people we had never heard of because I had never heard of Carter G. Woodson until I heard this tape. You know, and I was a little kid, and I was probably you know 
10, maybe eight. Um, but I know that my sister Gappy will remember it. And I know my brother may remember it too. Um, you know, because we played that tape. I, thankfully, I don't think that tape ever ripped, uh, you know, or popped out of its spool. But the other side had Curtis Blow. And he uh, he also had a Black History song in there. So, so nice. that was like the only rap that I got to listen to. <laughs> I was a little kid. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, so what, what were you going to say earlier? Your story you were going to say earlier? Oh, uh, as far as like college? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, no, I mean, I think once I, I jumped to college, now <clears throat> it's weird because I started taking this, uh, I think it was like my second semester freshman year or maybe sophomore year. Started taking this humanities class with this this white guy his name was uh ian kinsella i remember him because his class was super popular and he taught uh shucks he taught like classical literature and like religious traditions so mm -hmm. i i don't think the class was like for the faint of heart as far as like people who are like super duper strong in their religion and they don't they're not really open-minded to anything because he really broke down a lot of stuff and he broke down a lot of things coming out of africa how uh <clears throat> you know how egypt was originally known as kemet and he started breaking down like different areas and the religions and stuff and all this and so it kind of like sparked some something in my head to like start researching more and more so that's when i started like pick up more books and stuff like that i started research a lot of it, a lot more and obviously like i was saying earlier my dad he studied african-american history and mm -hmm. and taught a little bit of it he knew a lot of louisiana history my best friend's dad taught african-american history mm -hmm. but the thing is all we known all we knew was like african-american history we we were just like kind of obviously we live in America, so we should know it, but it just seemed like our history only started with slavery. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you think about it, that's what we're taught. Yeah. We're taught we yep. came here, all we know is slavery here, and then so on and so forth. So that just got me yeah. going and started to research stuff like, you know, our people in Africa and this and that, and all the different contributions that Africans have done in the world us visiting the Americas before Christopher Columbus you know man, all that stuff speak that truth speak the truth so yeah man it's just <laughs> it's just uh stuff stuff like that man and then taking like African American uh studies in college and and this was like focused more on like the economics of the slave trade Mm -hmm. and, and how that you know how that kind of shaped America so all yeah. that type of stuff like was was great to to learn in college and you know of course it got got my interest going to like start researching more and and reading more stuff like you know autobiography of Malcolm X you know obviously yeah. we talked about they don't really teach us teach us that in uh in school they mention his name but of course it's more or less like a demonizing of him yeah, being like the, yeah. The bad, yeah the 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 bad guy um uh another another interesting thing that as we mentioned in wulong talks earlier they mentioned the book a couple years ago that mm -hmm. i told them I, I had read it's called the um, oh shit, let's see if i got it here 
It's called the interesting narrative of the life of Aludo Iquiano or mm-hmm. Gustavus Vasa, the, yep. the African writ by itself. So that was a really good book that I I think everybody should try to read. Uh, quickly, quickly, who was describe- that? He was, oh wow, he was taken from his home uh, at a very young age and, you know, brought up in like... Uh, not really in the Americas, but mostly like West Indies. He would ship, he would travel the ships and stuff, or slave ships. And he was kind of like a, uh, I don't want to, kind of like somebody who just worked on the ships for for lack of a, you know, better words trying to explain yeah. this. Um, he eventually was able to to earn up enough money, save up his money to, to buy himself or kind of like fr- purchase his freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but through this, the course of his life, I'd say from like the moment he was captured at maybe nine years old, I believe. And then you read to about when he got to 25, the age of 25, he did so much stuff like in America, like blacks were, it was like illegal and forbidden to even try to read or write. This dude pretty much taught himself how to mm-hmm. read and write English. You know, obviously there was some people that helped him along the way, some, yeah. I guess, if you want to call them good white people, because yeah, it, it, some... just based on the, the book alone, I, I didn't see like all the horrors that that American slavery presented to us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even though I'm sure they were there, they were described in, in little bits and pieces there throughout the book. But, you know, it, it just it just mm-hmm. seemed like a very different life for him in this particular environment versus in the Americas, you know, um, what yeah, we hear yeah. about America. So I thought that was, yeah, that's just something, uh, it's a different, definitely a different perspective than you yeah, always different hear, perspective right? on the, the slave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then another good book I, I read, um, it's called from the broader file from the broader files, 22 essays on the African American experience. And that's by, uh, Dr. Asa, Dr. Asa Hilliard. And he goes into a ton of stuff, man, that, that I can't even break down. But it's a really good book that uh, I think everybody should. It's worth checking out. Everybody should read that. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot, man. And I'm still constantly learning, mm-hmm. reading, and, and teaching myself. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the the knowledge it never stops. Uh, we can't just stop with with African American history, even though that's where we live in. But yep. it's always great to know. It's always great to know more. We can't be content with what we got in school, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, thank you for that perspective. And I gotta say, man, I mean, if y'all listening, you you gotta think about it. Um, think about it as, as a child, right? As a child, it's February. So, oh, it's Black History Month. As a black child, and you're like, okay, cool. And, you know, and you, you've heard some from your parents and stuff like that. Your teachers get in on, you know, black history. And, you know, they, they one of the first things they talk about was, you know, blacks came to this country as slaves. You know, that right. that's, that's like one of the, like, that's, that's the type of stuff we would yeah. hear when we were kids. And so, you know, and then eventually they get into other things like the heroes and whatnot. But, but that's what you hear. So, 
So, you know, I know that this is a much broader and longer conversation, but, but the ability of the American grade school to, to minimize the contribution of Africans in this country, African Americans in this country, and shoot, even Native Americans in this country, because they got a story yeah. too. Oh right? yeah, they really got screwed. And, and it was funny is is the is is the uh, the Europeans that came here to try to conquer this land. They tried to they tried to enslave the Native Americans, but the Native Americans were armed and they knew the terrain and they knew how to fight here. And oh by the way, you know Europeans couldn't couldn't uh, handle some of the diseases that they got when they came here and you know they also brought and, and gave smallpox and stuff like that to Native Americans but still you know so so they're like no mm-hmm. we, we can't we can't enslave these Indians we got to get somebody who uh, is yeah who we're not who, who we don't have to pay you know uh, who, who won't care so I'm, that's when yeah when I, did that I'm gonna tell you something like uh-huh. there's a book called the people's history of the United States I I got it here somewhere um the first chapter talked about Christopher Columbus coming over here and he kept a, jo- a diary, a journal of everything they were, that he and his people were doing to the natives. And I swear, man, you just want to, you just, anybody that says Christopher Columbus, you just want to punch him in the mouth because oh, all the horrors that he did, the raping and murdering of native people. Yeah, it's uh just reading that that first chapter of that book will 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 get you in your feelings, for real. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. You know, it's it's so wild. You know, we 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 all learned this 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Sure, he sure did, but he wasn't the first one. You know, there was many before him. Um, he was just he's just the one who got the credit. You know at least for the longest amount of time. Um, every time every time somebody talk about Christopher Columbus, I think about Gerard Depardieu. Oh Lord. <laughs> In that movie from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I remember. But but still, yeah, man, it's there's so much more than him. And and yeah, he was you know, he, he, he had some he had some pretty terrible things he did. And so, you know, it just it just it's just one of these things. Um you know, it's is history is one of those things. Whoever won the war, or whoever you know was the victor of the situation, whoever controls the narrative, you know, is the one who gets to tell the history. You know, and thankfully we have people like Carter G. Woodson and others, obviously, who were like, no, 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 we we got the real history. Let, let us go ahead and let's go ahead and tell you our history. You know what I'm saying? Um, the the truth, truth, or, or the truth as they knew it. Uh, uh, and not only the horrific things that happened to slaves for hundreds of years um, and you know how they were bought you know or how they were ripped away how kids were ripped away from their moms or husbands were ripped ripped away from their wives like families whatever you know let's talk about all the real stuff all the good stuff Mm -hmm. um, you know on top of on top of everything else so yes that's that's wild man um yeah, I I just know that, you know, not only not only, you know, were were we did we come to America, you know, we came to Central America, you know, Mexico, Canada, South America, the the West Indies, 
you know, up through Spain and Portugal, you know, yep. is, is interesting, you know, even though, and, and back to a little bit of slavery talk, even though, even though people were slaves in parts of Portugal and Britain, places like that, Spain, they were actually paid. So they weren't, it wasn't really a slave. It was more of a servant, if you will. It wasn't an indentured yeah. servant. It was actually a paid person. And it was like a legal what? thing. It was, it it was like you were a housekeeper or something. Like, no, no. You're a housekeeper. <laughs> Just like, or you, was, was it, that a couple years ago? They were trying to pass that law in Texas? That, that, Is that right? That textbook. Yeah, there's some. Uh, they changed the textbooks to say that all American slaves were uh, indentured or indentured servants. Or uh, how did they phrase it? Um, wow. But it was a big. It was a a big a big thing, right? Yeah, I'm controversy sure. over it because it wasn't right. Some parent brought it up when they saw it in their kids' textbooks, and yeah. it was like, uh, no, this ain't right. So they brought it up before yeah. like school board and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. See that that was that was a legal thing where you signed a contract to be a laborer or an employee of someone. That was a thing in Europe, right? But when they came here, you know, when they came to to colonial America, they're like, we can't, we can't, we can't sign a contract with these, you know, Native Americans because they're trying to fight. They're trying to kill us all. That ain't gonna happen. Let's go and find some people that we can we can bring over and we don't have to pay them they don't get to sign no contract and we'll just do whatever we want to do to them we'll just overpower them so that's when they went over to you know went over to west africa and you know that the, the story is true you know there's people that were africans who participated in slave trade uh as well as non-africans who participated in the slave trade and it is the ugly truth but it is the truth you know um, but you know, when we, we came to this, came to this place, thank goodness, you know, for allies, you know, allies of people, you know, like Harriet Tubman and people who came before her who started that underground railroad, you know, to help people, you know, who were supposed to be freed slaves, make it to the North, um, and make it to places where they, you know, where they weren't considered slaves anymore. Uh, you know, thankful for, you know, Abraham Lincoln for, you know, being one of the, being the political figure, if you will, to say, you know, abolish slavery. And I don't know if, you know, I, obviously, you know, us right now, we don't know if that was a political ploy of his to try to get reelected or something else, you know, for whatever it is. But it, it always seemed like it was a genuine and honest thing that he was doing. But without a thing like that happening, not only black people, but people of other cultures would not have, you know, many of the opportunities that are afforded to them, you know, to this day. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. There's just a few things in history that could have went one way or the other and totally changed the course of history. I mean, shoot. Oh yeah. Shoot. You know, people, people, the, the, uh, the European people, they could have went south. They could have went south to, to Mexico or South America. You know, they, they could have went east. Well, I guess around Africa. <laughs> or, you know, because they couldn't cross through America. But they could have went east to Asia to try to get to try to get um, slaves, which eventually happened. Uh, but, but um, you know, it, it, it was just one of those things, man. Now, now, um, 
Now, the the great thing about great thing about you know our history here is you know a lot of us know it, and thankfully there's a lot of there there's a lot more access to to learning that history now than there ever has been before. Uh, and so people out there are learning, you know, there's, there's people out there who are learning for the first time, you know, um, uh, uh, was it Dr. Carter O'Hara Williams? I can't remember his name. It was like the first person to do an open heart surgery and he was a black dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah, we had doctors, we had inventors, you know, we, we, we invented the traffic light. We invented the light bulb. Was it the light or the light bulb? The light bulb? Stoplight. One or two. Stoplight. Stop my bad. So, you know, I mean, people people drive stoplights every day, you know? Super soaker. Through and two. Then have Super all that, that fun outside in the summertime. <laughs> you know? Yes, indeed. You know, so, so if you're out there and you don't have a perspective about black history uh, because you're not black, you know, we still got love for you, but... Uh, you know, in order to survive in the culture, we we want you to go and find some, find some, find some knowledge, find true knowledge. You know, there's books out there that tell you, you know, you can listen, you can you can look at old Maya Angelou videos. Uh, I think she did videos like partnered with PBS. She like wrote and produced yeah. or wrote and, and narrated um, videos like way back in the 1960s, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where she, it was called Blacks, Blues, and Black. Um, where she would wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is it Blacks, Blues, and Black? Wait, I might have got it wrong. Where is it? Oh shoot! I had it because I watched it earlier. Um. Dang it. I'm mad at myself now. Yeah, there you go. Blacks, Blues, Black. She had Mm -hmm. several episodes that she did, uh, you know, way back in the day for KQED, not PBS, um, where she basically, you know, wrote and narrated stories um, of of the Black experience, you know. She did African history. She, she, uh, you know, went... You know, positive things. She talked about negative things. Uh, you know, she talked about culture, religion. She talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, and this was back when she was young, back in the '60s. So, so it's pretty crazy, man. But that's like an easy thing, an easy watch. You know, a few of those episodes. Now, um, now here's a question for you. Untouched. Yeah. Now, us speaking as like thirty some year olds 40 year olds do you honestly think these young kids nowadays are gonna uh, reach out and seek their history reach out to seek some knowledge some type of knowledge do you think their parents are kind of like pushing it into them I could only speak for like my for me and my kids yes yeah you know me and my wife both do a good job of trying to instill some type of some type of knowledge in them when it comes to to race and their history but yeah. you know just thinking back when we were talking earlier about us in grade school how it's just the same things over and over again i still see the same stuff 
nowadays with my kids you know just this month they're learning about the same few people that we learned about when we were kids yeah yeah i mean that's and it, yeah the, and the like i was saying it, is that is what it mm-hmm. is yeah yeah and it wasn't until i started to to i guess take that that step forward to do it myself when i got to college then i was able to learn more that there's a lot more than just i mean i've already had a sense that there was more but this is like actual professors kind of people who did the actual extensive knowledge kind of putting it in my head saying hey there there is more you know to go and research so i'm just kind of curious to know if if it's going to continue are we going to still retain all these uh this this history throughout time you know um obviously it's going to be written it's it's easily found on the internet but are kids really gonna you know want to push themselves to to research more about it heck even adults man are adults mm-hmm. like are like just being honest are the majority of adults i can't speak for but do they actually want to know more about their people or are they just like I'm cool with what I learned in school. I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is, man. I mean, a lot of people at this point are just cool with what they learned in school. That's it. They're like, yeah, I learned that. I'm good. You know, they, they don't want to get in depth because nobody wants to take the time to just just listen or, or read or look. or. I mean, shoot, I'm telling you, man, the, the good thing is we have this thing called YouTube, right? YouTube has everything from like a two-minute video to several hour videos of of black history you could look on there and you could find just about anything just a five minute video four minute video three minute video now obviously some of these could pique your interest and you want to watch more and some of them wouldn't but I, I i don't i think people these days you know too many people are caught up in their own thing and you yeah. know it's, it's also yeah. another thing man i mean black history month is one of those things like where when it comes up, you're like, oh yeah, it's Black History Month. Let me uh, let me whip out this uh, such and such. Let me read about such and such, or or whatever, um, you know. Or oh yeah, let me let me tell my kids about such and such. Um, you know, you remember, you know, like like I've 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 myself have done that before, where I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's, it's February. I need to I need to uh, you know make sure my kids know who X Y Z is. Every now and then mm-hmm. I'll do that during the year, but a lot of time it's just then. So I think, you know, I think we just get caught up in our own lives and we don't think about it. Now, you would hope, you know, I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but you would hope that, that you know, they go and watch one of those Maya Angelou specials, like I mentioned, or a two, three, five minute video, you know, just to learn something new. Um, it's not always going to happen, uh, uh, but it is what it is. And yeah, with kids... You know, these days, from my perspective, it just seems like, you know, 20-somethings, early 30-somethings, you know, millennials and whatever the next thing is, um, and even younger in the teens and the 12s, 10s, whatever, uh, you know, those kids aren't concerned about that. You know, they just want to play games. They just want to hop on YouTube or social media and and live their best life, <laughs> you know, and not have to worry about the struggles of mm-hmm. what happened in the past, you know. Uh, but it's up to us as parents, um, us as 
maybe coworker mentors or or whatever it is, you know, to make sure the younger generation gets it. Um, you know, it, it it's uh, it's just one of those things, man. It, it's just up to us to to do that, and it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Even though you can obviously do it every day, um, you know. But if you teach somebody, um, you know, if you teach your kids, you know, about about something that that they you know would would have never learned about in school you know then you're doing you're doing them a justice and you can also clarify the stories of stuff that they would hear hear about in school you know you could say this is a little bit more information about martin luther king this is what malcolm x and the black panther party stood for you know um you know based on their you know based on their, their bylaws when they came out so Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. Uh, if, if your kid, yeah. like your kid, your kid just did the science fair, you know. So, like somebody with mm-hmm. a kid like that, somebody with a kid like that, you know, you could, you could tell him about, about, um, you know, about any black scientist, about any black doctor. You know, uh, you could you could um, you could teach him about Garrett Morgan, who was an electrical genius who invented the stoplight. You could teach him about the home security system, who was co-invented by a black woman, Mary mm-hmm. Van Britten Brown. You know the security yeah. system. You know. Yeah. Dang, you I could, forgot the guy's name who invented the. Uh, uh, he invented the was it the chip to go into the cell phone? He was a black guy. I can't remember his name either. Uh, dang, uh, I, it just popped into my head when you were saying Garrett Morris. Uh, uh, crap, what was his name? Anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, is uh, uh, Mark Dean? He did. Oh no, he did the IBM chip. The Henry chip Thomas IBM. Sampson. Henry Thomas Sampson. There you go. Known for creating the gamma electric cell cell device. <laughs> Cell, not cellular, cellular device. Nice. Uh, is that him? That must be him. Yeah, I must guess it is. Or you Martin Cooper. Did. Martin Cooper? No. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't know. Uh, maybe it is. Yeah. Henry Thomas Sampson. There you go. Yeah. Henry Thomas Sampson. Created the first Henry. cell phone back in 1971. Nice. The first person to or the person who invented automatic elevator doors so people don't have to sit there and open and close the elevator door alexander miles black man 1870 1887 refrigerated trucks invented by frederick mckinley jones 1940 another brother i mean you know there's there's more out there but you know that's that's just one of the many you know hey um, Lonnie Johnson super soaker you know what he did he was an aerospace engineer yeah but he invented the super soaker like you said earlier yeah it's pretty dope you know yeah a lot of things a lot of things we didn't we didn't know a lot of things we didn't know but you know now you know 
Now you know. Yes. Here's another one. Madam C.J. Walker. Also known as Sarah Breedlove. Mm-hmm. She was an entrepreneur, philanthropist, political and social activist. She was considered at one time the wealthiest African-American businesswoman, wealthiest self-made woman in America. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Yep, yep. She And she was born in Louisiana, by the, by the way. Mm-hmm. In Delta. That's it. So... Hey, don't forget know, about the out. richest well, who was considered the richest man in the world who's that Mansa Musa out of Africa Mali straight out of Africa yep his story's crazy parents supposedly they're making a movie off it we'll see uh, yeah we'll see. and another controversial thing the Lion King Supposedly based on an African. Well, obviously, a Lion King takes place in Africa, but it's, <laughs> it's supposedly it's supposedly based on an African story long ago. Uh-huh. Uh, um, oh my God! Come on, where's my memory bank? So, if somebody look up Sundiata Kieta, I think that's how you say his last name. He was the founder of the Mali Empire. Actually, he was the uncle, the great uncle, maybe the great uncle of Mansa Musa. Um, yeah, so they should look that story up because that's a very cool story as well. Very interesting. My head is exploding with the black knowledge, black history knowledge. And there's so much more. Yep. Yes, brothers. <laughs> so, by the way, by the way, the computer. The IBM computer. A black man invented some electronic control devices for it. And also the pacemaker, Otis Boykin. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Lots of history. And you know, I think it would be I think it would do everyone good regardless of what your regardless of what your race is, to do a little do a little brush up on your own history as well as other other cultures' histories. Um, you know, not only Black History—that's just the month that we're in—but you know, Asian history. Yeah. Um, many different, many different Asian histories. You know, uh, Mexican yeah. history, Canadian history. Shoot, I met these people from Canada. They told me where they're from. I was like, man, I never heard of that. If I go due north from where I am into Canada, that's where these people were from. I felt bad. You know. So hey, it's good to know things because that cultures you. It gets you into a situation where you learn about yeah. other people and you encounter those people or you encounter situations where you have to talk about that. You can speak um, intelligently and don't just have to sit there and listen. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. So here we go. So on that note, uh, I think we can go ahead and uh, tap that love box right quick um, and get up out this piece. Tapping, tap, 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 tap. Go ahead and start that careless whisper. Talk about tapping that little box. So, if you on your last $2, like Johnny Taylor's song, as Memphis Steve said, and you about to go out and do some foolish things with that last $2, instead of saving it, tap your little box. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies, if you remember wearing that khaki skirt in high school 
Mm. With them knee-high socks. And them Adidas. Tap your love box. Wow. Man, if you, uh, if you told your kids Mexican cracks don't matter, tap your love box. Wow. Let me tell you a story about Mexican cracks not mattering. We're at, I don't know, when we were there, we were there, we're at this place, right? Walking around. The, 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 the pathways are all made of like cobblestone, right? So there's cracks everywhere and these kids are trying to avoid the cracks. You know, it's like a game that this little boy and girl are trying to do. And it's like, it's like, uh, Dad! The little girl's like, Dad, there's so many cracks. It's like, does it, is it okay if, if I, you know, the, the Mexican cracks matter? And the, the dad's like, don't worry about it, daughter. Mexican cracks don't matter. And I was like, dang. Wow. <laughs> mm, I didn't know mm-hmm. what to say. <laughs> I didn't know That's what to crazy. Say. Uh, That's... But they, they're good. Yeah. Wow. Don't step on Mexican cracks don't matter. Just step on That's that's interesting. <laughs> okay. That is interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, if you are the the only chocolate drop at your job. Man. And you feel like slapping somebody and, and saying, it's Black History Month. <laughs> Tap your love box. Man. If you're the only chocolate drop at your job and you know, you, you want to you, you show them that angry black man. You want to mm. show them that angry black man. Tap your love box. Well, I've done it before. Yeah, I'm trying to hold angry black man in because I don't want to be seen as that guy in the office. Yeah. Yeah. No. If y'all think they did Harriet Tubman wrong on that new credit card that's coming out. What? Uh, it's, it's not. This is a black bank. Uh, I forgot the name of the bank, but this is a black bank. I think then the intention the intentions were good on getting her a car, but she did not have to be on that card holding up the Wakanda Forever sign. No! Oh, come on, G. Yeah. But is that I mean is that is that an actual picture? No. Maybe that's a picture. No. When is that when they gonna take a picture of Harriet Tubman holding up Wakanda Forever? Man, you never know, man. She might have been throwing up that X back in the day. Uh-huh. You know? No, man. No. That that was that was the sign, dog. When they got the freedom, she threw that up. No. Or when she or she went to when the, when she went to meet the slaves, she threw that up. And they're like they like threw they threw that Wakanda forever back to her, and they knew they could trust her, and they walked. Mm-hmm. No. You did you see that movie, Harriet? You didn't. No. See it. Nope. You should see it. Um, I mean, when, whenever you have an opportunity, check it out. I know it was nominated, uh, or I guess the actress was nominated. I, an Oscar I know she did not win she did do an amazing job um, and it was a really really uh, thought-provoking and really uh, you know informational movie it was really good uh, I did not see her throw up that Wakanda forever though wow there you go I just sent it to you so you can see it I'm looking at it right now I'm looking oh. at it right now <laughs> that's, why, that's why I had the reaction oh man no yeah so anyway Wow, kind of forever, man. Or maybe I mean, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I 
had a joke. Isn't, there a, joke. isn't there isn't there a wrestler who had that or like some kind of wrestling thing? The Generation X. <laughs> Is that what that was? I think they used to throw, throw up the X sign. See, I was going. Oh, this is. Need to knock on wood. I don't want Harry to come and get me. My sleep. You're gonna want to say it. You're gonna want to say it. I, I want. It's like right at the tip of my tongue. Maybe it meant like railroad crossing. Okay, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad, man. That's not bad. Because I mean, dude, you know, she's the underground railroad, so like it made sense. It's just jokes. You know how we do, Harry. I'm sure y'all cracking jokes Harry too. One on the grower. Cracking jokes back in the day, man. Um, that's funny. So if if you're gonna go and get this new KFC chicken and donut sandwich, tap your love box. Have you seen it? Kitten. Uh, I think I saw it. No, I ain't getting it. The, the, the chicken and donuts. That's that's how they taking down the black community now, man. Man, I'm telling you. Got, you got you got high blood pressure, diabetes, and all that in one chicken sandwich. Heart disease, all in one chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know that. All the above. All over. But I bet it I bet it tastes good though. That's how they get you. I'm not going to try it, but um, that's how they gonna get you. Believe it would taste amazing. Yeah. Popeyes already got people shooting and killing each other with a chicken sandwich. Come on, now. We're better than this, black not, people. Not that crucial, man. Nope, not that crucial. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Um, tap your little box if you now see the influence. Of uh, who was it? Was it, who who was it the one who had uh, her uh, vagina scented candles? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. So now you see Tabula Box. If you now see the influence of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina scented candles hitting the mainstream, as McDonald's is going to sell candles that sell smell like a quarter pounder. Mm. Everybody selling candles in these streets. Yeah. Erica Badu is doing her vagina scented uh, incense. Apparently, they sold out. She's getting a, a really? resupply. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incense that smells like the vagina. Like, no, it smells like smoke. Come on. Come on, G. I don't know. Never know. Wow. Everybody be sprung over uh, Erica Badu. So maybe she got that good, good. Smell like uh, daffodils, daisies, and magic. I'm I'm good. I'm really I'm so good. I don't. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so uh, good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well. Yeah. Anything else before we hit on these? Uh, Get out of here. I, I will say this, um, you know, Tapula Box, if you still truly believe the Houston Astros cheated the Yankees and eventually the Dodgers out of potential World Series championships. Mm-hmm. Astros, 
And, and and furthermore, tap your little box if you believe all the players that are coming out there and and just repeating the same thing without apologizing for knowingly cheating need to be punished in some way. Tap your little box because that's the real case. They, they this what's gonna happen. The Astros gonna go on the road this year. And there's fans out there that are not going to be happy. And there's going to be teams that are not happy. There's so many guys who said they've lost respect for them. And, uh, you know, in baseball, you know, if you don't know in baseball, the justice is uh, a pitcher throws a ball at your head uh, or at your back or your or ribs, you know, and, try, mm-hmm. and tries it in your – it's an unspoken rule, but it's sort of like the unspoken law of baseball. And I wouldn't be surprised if that – Every first series the Astros play this year coming up, something on the road, something like that's going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just inevitable. These guys just need to apologize and say, "Yeah, I'm sorry, we did it," and you know, or, or say, uh, "You know, I know that, I know that I got my MVP because we cheated, and I was the beneficiary of that." You know, like that's what should be done. But you know what, these fools, they, they got their pride. You know, they, they don't have any stones. You know, they don't have any real cojones. So, they just going to go and get beat up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Tap your little box if you want some Supreme Oreos. No, thank you. But tap your love box if you want them KFC Crocs. Mmm. I'm about that life. Give me some. So... Anyway, all right, on that note, I think I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm done too. But before we go, I got one quick black fact for you. Let me see if I can read this. In Louisiana, black women were put in cells with male prisoners and some became pregnant. In 1848, legislatures, legis, legislators passed a new law declaring that all children born in the penitentiary of African-American parents serving life sentences would be the property of the state. The women would raise the kids until the age of 10, at which point the penitentiary would place an ad in the newspaper. 30 days later, the children would be auctioned off on the courthouse steps, cash on delivery. The proceeds were used to fund schools for white children. Many of the black children were purchased by prison officials. And this came out of the American prison uh, or a reporter's undercover journey into the business of punishment. So just wow. think about that, people. Wow. And we didn't even get into the systematic racism that oh, no, we did not. Uh, is, is, is permeating the prison system, is permeating communities in other parts of society, is permeating education system, uh, politics, etc. Wow. That is crazy, 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 crazy. But unfortunately, I'm not surprised to hear that. Wow. All right. Well, um, on that note, uh, yeah, man. Tell the people where they could where they could find us. All right. A shake like up high Twitter and Instagram, iTunes, Stitch to Google Play, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spreaker, YouTube, Spotify. Email us topics, hashtag blackoutpie at gmail.com. If you got some black facts or any type of facts or comments or something, something, something or another. Even whack facts. Whack facts will work too. 
3-8-5-3-B-L-A-K-P-C or 3-8-5-3-2-5-2-5-7-2. It's spring, grilling season. I'm about to smoke a brisket tomorrow and some ribs. Do that. And you know what I put on it? Some hooks, rubs, and spices. Get yourself some hooks, rubs, and spices. Hooks, rubs. Hooksrub.com. Get yourself some from Etsy. Hooks, rubs, and spices. Sprinkle it over everything. Spice up your life. Spice up your food. Yes, indeed. Everything. Spice up your everything. I guess we could black out. We're blacking out. Peace. Later.